Dresden Files Podcast, 42 Entertainment, and many others. More podcasts like this one can be found at brokenjars.xyz. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else in between, welcome back to another episode of the 42 Podcast, where as always we are talking about the failings of the late great human race. And for the first time since the last time, your good friend and mine, Mr. Ryan. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, Jacob. You think since this podcast isn't going to jail, we shouldn't talk about it? <laughs> maybe so, man. Maybe so. I'm maybe gonna... so, right? Mm-hmm. It's only it's all it's irrelevant now. <laughs> Shit made me so fucking mad. Anyway, <clears throat> hey, Jake. How are you, man? Oh, man, I'm tired. Uh uh, I'm getting close to being podcasted out. This is my third podcast in four days. Look, dude, this is what we're trying to do for a living. You need to suck it up some. Well, I know, but if there's a paycheck involved, I'm going to have a whole lot more time to put into it. I'm not going to juggle <laughs> full-time work, wife, chores, all the other stuff, and also do podcasts. I'll just be able to like, focus on the podcast, you know? The time of transitions may be difficult. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but other than that's good, you know, um, 4th of July weekend was this weekend, you know, grilled out three days in a row. So that was pretty nice. Uh, happy I, America day. Happy America day. I passed the fuck out. Sat, I guess it was Saturday. Like Give a few drinks, like three beers. Like it was oh. like six o'clock, right? And I knew I was tired, but I didn't realize how tired it was. It was like 6 o'clock. We're like, me and my wife were watching a movie. And the next thing I realized, it's morning. <laughs> you know? Like, like apparently I fell asleep on her. I was so dead that I didn't feel her get up from out underneath me or, like, change my pillows or give me a blanket or anything. <laughs> I was gone. I slept for, like, Damn. 16 hours. I did the same thing Friday. So went to bed Friday, mm-hmm. and it was one of those where I was going to stay up and party and hang out with like a few friends that Ashley had over, right. but it turned out at like 10.30, I was like, babe, we're going to bed, you know, because I knew she was going to be up late, and she wasn't going to want to get up with the kids. Mm-hmm. Went to bed at 10.30. At 11 o'clock, the dog woke me up. And I'm like, what, 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 where am I? What's going on? It's like, I didn't know what day, it's like one of those situations where I fell asleep, you know, and then woke up and realized, you know, thought I had to go to school, but it's like a Saturday or... It's that evening. You only took a. Na- it was one of those where I'm like, "Where am I? I can't function." I was. I slept like, what is that? A twelve and a half hours straight. Yeah. So, so that was really bizarre. Like I didn't remember anything. <laughs> Me neither. It was a weird. So, but yeah. She's like, "Yeah, I got up and made bacon and eggs and the kids and all that." I'm like, "Really? Huh? Thanks for letting me sleep. <laughs> I really do yeah, appreciate I it. I needed it." <laughs> But, so, yeah. you know, other than that, you know, life's pretty good. Just uh, kind of getting through it, you know, day in, day out. Uh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of looking at going to Wizard World in November. So hopefully I can find a good deal on that. What is Wizard World that's in Orlando Studios? No, no, no. At- it's, uh, Wizard World is sort of a traveling roadshow Comic-Con. Oh. So they, they cool. have like 16 stops, and they're stopping here in Pittsburgh. So I'm I'm like watching airbnb and like the hotel websites because i want to see if i can't get like a really good hotel downtown you know so we don't have to like do anything and it, it's really awesome it's really nice because it's an away game for the penguins and the steelers 
It, right. So it's probably the reason they planned it for that weekend, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, you know, just, you know, one of those things. How are you doing, man? Man, I've been better. <laughs> My car broke down, like oh. just completely failed on me. I think I got bad gas, but I'm not sure yet. I got it. It just made it to the, uh, what are they called? Mechanic? Yeah. Shop, yeah. Yeah, the mechanic. So hopefully we'll know just in the bad morning. gas and yeah, I can just hopefully drain it and flush it out and yeah, hopefully. The thing is, is that it was completely empty, right? You know, or on E, and then I filled it up and then it was running bad. So it's like, yeah. well, of course, it corresponds with getting the gas, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It could have been something where you let it get too low and some of the sludge like got sucked up into the fuel line or something. Yeah, it's got 100,000 miles on it, 110. So, I mean, if there's sludge in there, it's going to be in there, right? Right. Like yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they don't clean that out, you know, like for like the, the maintenance stuff. Like, why isn't there like a clean the gas tank? part of the maintenance it seems like it'd be a smart thing to do every gas tank that i've ever taken off a used car or like these wrecked cars that you know like we'll pull the gas tanks out of mm-hmm. unless they're rusted they're not there's no sludge in them like that's not like a thing hmm. i've ever seen but it can be a thing like you can get bad gas like you normally pick up that kind of dirty gas when the uh truck is filling up the tank that you're pulling out of and he'll mix up all of the sludge and everything mm-hmm. you know in that big tank and then you can have issues but there was no big truck there. Like, I don't get gas if the big trucks are filling up the tanks. Like, if, you know, if there's an 18-wheeler pulled in and he's got the, right. and he's filling, he's filling up the tanks, I don't get gas. I'll just go down the road because there's always one down the road. So, it really sucks. Not always really true sucks. here in Pittsburgh. Because <laughs> I was, right. <laughs> Your roads, man, you're lucky you can make it anywhere there. Uh, that's a but, true um, statement. But I'm like a week or two away from getting a new vehicle. It's like, damn it, why would you break down now? Yeah. Like, if I'd have had it detailed and cleaned and not dirty, well, I, I mean, I've been working at a Toyota dealership, I could have probably turned it in right then and got something new, you know? Yeah, probably. But, I'd, but I wanted to, like, detail it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then it fucking stopped running on me on Sunday. So it's like, gosh, damn it. What you getting? Uh, depends. Depends. If I have to go, like, a car, like, station wagon route, Probably gonna get a focus. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's gonna be like a crossover, like SUV thing, that Ford Flex. Those are nice. That big wide, that big wide square-bodied mm-hmm. station wagon-looking SUV thing that's real low to the ground. One of those, or if I can afford it, I want the Chevy Colorado 4x4 Duramax diesel, like you know, with the full Z71 package on it, you know. <clears throat> something that in two years, you know, I pay forty two thousand for it, right? And something in two years is worth forty thousand mm-hmm. and you've paid more than two thousand on it. You know what I mean? Like it's worth more than you owe. Right. Yeah. You know, because Texas is weird. Our trucks, trucks hold, in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Trucks in Texas. They hold it. Oh fucking man, it value. was the same way in Oklahoma. They these guys would be trying to sell like a like a F ninety eight Tacoma. Or something yeah. like that. Hundred and ninety thousand miles. Twelve years old, eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a steal. Yeah, uh, 
And, you know, especially if it's a four by, well, especially in Oklahoma, it's a four by four. I don't know if four by four gets you the extra bit down in Houston or not. Yeah, like, what was that four by four, that forerunner, that, that Toyota forerunner, that four by four? It was like a 98 or a 2001. And it had like 120,000 miles. They wanted like 13 grand for it. It's like, holy shit. Jacob's like, yeah, anything with four by four is worth a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's. So that's what it is down here, but, you know. If I can swing it, that's what I'm going to get. Because cool. I've put 110,000 miles in three and a half years on my car. Jesus. It's like I spend a lot of time in my car. It's like it's if if any, like that should be one of the few nice things I own. One of the things you spend money on is something. And as much as I drive, I destroy cheap cars. Right. You got it. Right. So I, so I buy an $18,000 car. It's only worth 14 when you drive it off the lot. We're here in Texas. You buy a forty-one thousand dollars car and bring it back in a week. It's worth forty-one thousand bucks if you buy those kind of trucks. But you know those cheap ones. You drive it off the lot. It's already lost four or five grand, and then you put thirty thousand miles a year on it. You're never going to get out from underneath it. You'll have to pay that car completely off. And by the time you pay it completely off, it's broke. It's it's a throwaway car. You know they only last for one hundred and thirty. That's what they're worth. So it's like man, for as much as I spend and as much as I'm in a vehicle, it's like I'm gonna one. Either I have to like really pony up and buy one of those buy it for life vehicles, like an old Toyota, you know, Land Cruiser or an old like Ford F two fifty that you can put a million miles on. You just have to be willing to have instead of a car payment, you have a maintenance payment. Right. Every month. Mm -hmm. Every month you're paying two, three hundred dollars to fix, you know, something, keep it up to date. Those things will last you forever that way, right? Right. Or you just have a car payment. With as much as I drive, I can't it's like like you or your wife, you can buy a Honda, pay it off. And keep it for ten years and only have a hundred thousand miles on it, and you really made your money off of not buying an expensive car. Right. But for somebody who drives as much as I do, it's like, well, you're gonna have a car payment anyway. Might as well just have an extra two hundred dollar car payment and buy something that you don't mind taking a nap in. You know, <laughs> something with fucking, you know, a touchscreen navigation system and leather, heated and cooled seats. It's got remote start. The one I want. Mm -hmm. It's got remote start and cooled seats. How valuable is that in Texas? Huge. I would love to see how they do cooled seats. Like that's it's just perforated leather, and then you, it has a blower underneath that blows okay. air conditioning. I was wondering if that's how it was because I'm like, it's a whole lot easier to heat something than it is to cool something. No, yeah, that's it's an expensive option. That would be amazing, especially but, if you could like start it like half hour before you get in there and like you don't blister your legs on the leather. If you've yeah, never lived in, if you never lived in heat, you don't understand what it's like to get into a car in you know august in texas or oklahoma and hit some leather with some bare skin yeah go work on a construction site where they bulldoze all the trees off and it's just an acre of flat you know mud and then you got a building in the middle and your car is parked out there for eight hours go get in that motherfucker <laughs> afterwards oh yeah you literally have to go out there be really gentle with what you touch start it roll the windows down and then walk away <laughs> with the windows down and the ac on full blast it might still take it Five ten minutes to be able to where you can actually get in it and drive. It's well, yeah. Hot, man. I mean, I I will admit I have used the uh, oven mitt at certain right. times during yep. the summer. Like, is it, it? You you will burn your hand if you're not careful. Those are really I hot carry days. A towel. Yeah, I carry a towel in my car for mm -hmm. that reason. Mm -hmm. like sometimes you need something to be able to like to even put it in gear. Yeah, yeah. It's like motherfuckers hot, man. I you know so as much as I drive and as much as I'm in my truck or car and as what you know the kind of work I do. I don't want a full-size truck because there's a lot of times where I'm going to like those spots downtown that aren't meant for big trucks. Right. 
You know, I rode, I've rode with my boss so many times where he's got that full-size truck, and we're always like, well, can't park there, can't park there. It's like, well, if you have a Colorado, which is that midsize, you know, it's a little bit bigger than a Ranger. Yeah. That parks anywhere. That parks anywhere in SUV, in SUV parks. Right. Even. But it, but it'll carry a six-foot ladder, and you can pull a trailer, and you know, it's a, still a vehicle. Right. They still run the five-cylinder in there. No, they they had, they now offer a two-point-eight liter, four-cylinder turbo diesel in that bastard. Nice. Hundred and eighty horses, four hundred foot pounds of torque, two thousand RPMs. <laughs> it won't get you there quick, but it'll rip something out of the ground for you. Right, or it'll get you like it won't go very fast <laughs> technically, but it will get it it will get you to its highest speed quickly. Yeah. Like if, that's like true. if it does hundred miles an hour, it'll get you there in a hurry. It's just because that's what torque does. Right. Just pulls that drive shaft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, torque determines how quickly you can get to your top speed. Horsepower determines how high your top speed will be. That's a really bad way to explain horsepower and torque, but it's the one that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. All the other ones just don't make any sense at all. So. <laughs> <coughs> so did you get any new games for, uh, through the Steam sale? Fuck yeah, I did. What'd you got? What'd you about, get? Did we talk about it last week because it was already going or what? Uh, we talk, You mentioned it a little bit, but... We don't. We didn't really get into it. And I got some new games. I figured I'd get into a little bit too. Okay. Well, the one that I actually have enjoyed so far, because you know, it's been. I bought like six or seven games. Creeper World Three, Arc Eternal. Okay. So you ever played a tower defense game? Mm-hmm. You know how the basic system of a tower defense yeah, works. Yeah. You have these creeps that spawn, and in a normal tower defense system, you set up walls and pathways that funnel your enemy into certain situations where you can just really pound them. In this one, you're a little more offensive, and the creepers are completely different. So in the, in the map, you'll have like five or six spots that are it's emitting like a liquid, like an ooze, and that's what you're fighting. So you kind of have to have like a general defense against like the ocean, right? So as, this, it, as it kind of like comes in towards you, you've got to like pound it back. But if you hit like a mortar, it doesn't like make it splash, but it destroys it. So then the stuff kind of has to fill it back in. Mm. But there's levels. So the map, so you're, one of the spawners might be like four levels down. So it's got to fill this pool up, and then it fills this pool up, and then it fills this pool up. And then once it's up to you, then you got to fight it. But then actually to get all the way down to the spawner to destroy it, you got to get through those levels. So it's like, right. da-doosh, And it's, it's a lot of fun. Like it's... It's one of those games that's good for killing like a 30, 45 minutes, like once a week probably, you know? But for the next like two years maybe. Right. For those who aren't familiar with the term, probably the most common tower defense game out there is Plants vs. Zombies. Like, yes. Yes. So, uh, it's that I, style of game, except imagine the zombies are all just one big liquid. That sounds really cool. It. It's really cool. And it was like a dollar. <laughs> so I was on that. I was like, holy shit. I picked up uh, Plague Inc. Um, yes, Evolved. you did? Yeah, did I, I got the, the Evolved one. Did you get the multiplayer where we can uh-huh. play against each other? Yes. Let's do it, motherfucker. That game's, like, that game's fun, dude. It was really fun because uh, cause I was like, you know, my wife, she, you know, she's got a, basically a biology degree and like has done some like pathogen, working like pathogen labs and stuff. I'm like, I think you'd really like this. Uh, why don't you try to kill humanity? <laughs> and she really got into it, like, trying to, like, kill everybody. Dude, that game's a life sink. 
when you, well, it was for me. Like when I finally got into it, like three days of my life gone, <laughs> just three days solid of just like I'm beating every fucking level, every. Dude, I've, I've needless to say, I've wiped humanity out several times now. It's just completely so, gone. It's a weird feeling to have that goal, though. Like, where you're like, just total death is your goal. What's crazy is they show you those little news clips, like uh-huh. the pictures of, like, as things are going shitty, you're like, oh, that's not. <laughs> and then, it, like, the descriptions, like the like the news will. And there's, like, a. Is it a ticker tape or a Twitter like a feed? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've noticed that they're like they'll put in new things since it's internet connected. So it's like Bodie McBoatface sinks or something. So yeah. that that's pretty cool. It stays up to date. Uh, stays up to date with you know other current events. Have you got to the uh, what is that movie with the Planet Ape like uh, scenario? Uh-huh. Where you're not you're not a, you're not a plague, but you're you're controlling smart apes. No, I haven't seen that. I haven't gotten that far yet. Have you got? Have you got? So you haven't got to the zombies either, where you're you're not. No, you're vir- I. I you're a virus that. I started playing it like two days ago. Oh, okay. You're a virus that transforms into zombies. Nice. So like you're a virus, and then you can go down one pathway that reanimates corpses. It's not the only way to do it, but it's one of the ways. Mm-hmm. And then you like you create these zombie hordes. Nice. It's a blast. It's a great game, Jake. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. And it's what I like about it is it's one of those games that's really good for, like, sort of chilling out with. Like, you don't have to be, like, full focused. And it, I didn't think I'd like it, but my laptop has a touch screen. And since so many games nowadays oh, yeah. are sort of, like, PC tablet hybrids. Yeah, optimized, I, yeah. Yeah, so I got that 15.6-inch touchscreen, so I just flip it up to where – because the 270-degree. Uh, so yes. I'll put it up to where it's just, like, sitting there with the keyboard face down, just playing, you know, play Geek while I'm watching television. It's pretty nice. No, that game is perfect for it. I think there is a tablet <laughs> version. Because uh, yeah. that game – you can easily play that game with one finger. Oh, yeah. There's something so satisfying about the noises. You remember how we talked about noises mm-hmm. in video games? Yeah. That's one of those games. It's like Punch Club, where it has a certain bloop, mm-hmm. bloop, bloop, where you have this, it's a real reward system. It really triggers something like you're fucking picking weeds or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> but it's primal. Uh, I've also started playing Prison Architect. Ooh. Has it had an update recently? Because I bought it when it was like in beta, alpha, beta, alpha, alpha, beta. I mean, it's like I it, it's it barely a full release now. Oh, they've they've gone full release with it. Yeah, I mean, there was no sign of alpha. Or wouldn't beta. that wouldn't that mean that I like? Isn't that one of the things about buying in early? Yeah, it, it means if you played updates? it now, it would be it should be the full release. Oh, here it is. Oh, yeah, I guess they got DLCs and stuff for it, so it should be in a full release. You can't I mean, I haven't gotten very far into it, but it's pretty fun, and it's kind of morbid. It is. Huh? It's kind of morbid, because, like, the very first thing you oh, do yeah. is build an execution oh, yeah. center. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that game's... It's not, it doesn't pull any punches. No, there's, like, neck, there's naked knife fights between the uh, the prisoners, and you got to send guards in there, and blood goes everywhere, and then it mixes with the water, and it gets really bad. And you're like, oh, my God! And the siren's going off, and... People are shooting people, and people are escaping. You're like, fuck, I failed. This is a complete fail. <laughs> and then sometimes you build it too strong. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun game. I, I haven't gotten very far in that one either, and I haven't even gotten to Invisible Ink yet, which is a game I really want to play just because I really love 
Mark of the Ninja, so maybe I'll get to that this week. I bought another game. I'm really disappointed in it. It's called Hammer Watch. No, and it's I a didn't. rogue. It's like a rogue. A uh, yeah, it's a rogue dungeon game, mm-hmm. and you can pick between a a paladin and a warrior and a mage and an archer. And it is an amazing game. It's an awesome game, except the combat system is total shit. Your guy only shoots the the direction he's walking. So you can stop walking and keep shooting that direction. But that's it. Like, if you turn to run or anything, you can't. So there's no kiting, right? right. So you, have run, you have to run far enough away that you can turn around and then shoot and then run. It just sucks. It's kind of like really old sucks. school Zelda, huh? Yeah, I want. I'm too used to, like, um, like, Binding of Isaac, where you can run one direction and then shoot the other. Hmm. Okay. So. Maybe you just play those games out of order. Yeah, I'm just not. Yes, probably. And then I also bought this game you would like, Jake. Axiom Verge. Okay. It's a it's an old like I guess what is NES? A bit? Yeah. Metroid. It's like a Metroid style video game. Uh, it's like... a it's a it's a two D scroller like platformer where you collect different weapons and like certain puzzles require certain weapons. Right. So you have to find that mm-hmm. weapon and then go back to the beginning of the map and then use that to open lock, you know, secret passages and get further into the game. But it has a cool. Tw- it's huh? a like a. Yeah, it's a uh, like Castlevania clone. Yes, and it, it's what's cool though is that it's glitching. It, like it has glitches in it, and you're supposed to use those to your advantage. Like so, there's walls that aren't quite there. You know, they're glitching in and out. You can walk through them and stuff. It's it's cool. You can use it to fight bosses and do different things. So it's pretty entertaining. The graphics are awesome, but I will say that the thing that sells the game the most is it has one of the tightest controls of any game I've ever played. Like the game, like you can really like that guy can land on a pixel if you want him to. Like it's really easy to like you know like it's really precise controls, which is really rare in like a 2D platformer for PC games. That's true, yeah. Um, that's why Mark of the Ninja was so good. Its its controls were really tight. Um, there was another one I picked up when you're like you're like a janitor, oh, and you're like it's a it's a platformer, and you're supposed to like clean things. And it's got these, but it's got its control scheme is fantastic. I wonder. Huh. Oh god, this is gonna bug me. Uh, but it, it, it's got a really cool look to it as well. Um, Did you pick anything else up? I'm trying to think. I don't think so, at least not off the top of my head. Um, I know there's one more. I just cannot remember for the life of me what it is. Oh, I got you speedrunners. Uh, that's right. That's right. You got me speedrunners, which we need to play that. We do. game looks excellent, and I think it's going to be really cool because neither one of us have played it ever before. And that's a, um, that's a tiny build game. Mm-hmm. Same guys yep. as Punch Club. Yeah, I got that, so... Cool. Well, um, speaking of video games, uh, ESPN is going to show the uh, Street Fighter V World Championship later this month. That is so epic. I really do hope they hire some really good announcers. Like some just, of the Twitch. You have to get the best. Like You just have to get the best ones out there. Like some of the Twitch guys or so that there's a... <clears throat> oh, no, that's a Smash Brothers team. There's this black guy and this little girl. I, I, I don't mean little girl like she's young, but she's just small. She's tiny. She's actually she's, she's tiny and she's he's very a huge weak. black. 
Yeah, and he's a huge black dude, and they, they go back and forth, and they talk shit, and she's really smart, and he's really funny, and they go together like uh, like peas and carrots. It's amazing. They're hilarious together, but they do smash. But there's some, um, there's some Twitch guys that would be really good at it, but hopefully whoever they get to do it is really good. Because if somebody can explain to you what's going on and do it simply and clearly... It's it's as fun to watch as like a great MMA match, except you don't have to worry, you don't have to feel bad because somebody's getting their skull beaten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it is as technical, if not more technical, than an MMA match, because there's you know only a certain set of moves. It's not like an infinite combo, you know, infinite positions and combos like humans can do. So there's only certain moves that each character can do, and then certain moves that counter those. Oh, and great players really will go back and forth, you know, pop, 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 mm-hmm. and blocking and attacking and blocking, and it's a great, it's really fun. I'm, I'm super excited. I hope this, they get good announcers. I hope the production quality is high. I hope the matches are epic. Some of the most, yeah, some of the most epic things I've ever seen in video game, like, what would, what would you call it, like, if you're watching video games? Broadcasting? Video yeah, video game. game broad- yeah, I don't know. yeah, video. Yeah, video game broadcasting. Right. Some of the most epic things I've ever seen ever have come from the uh, Street Fighter world, or Smash Brothers, or whatever. Smash gets crazy. Like I've watched like the like the high well high level tournaments on Twitch. Like those guys mm-hmm. are nuts. Any of the fighting games, even if you do not play them, if there's if you see like Street Fighter up in like the top eight positions on uh on Twitch or Smash Brothers or Marvel vs. Capcom 3, if you see any of those, click and watch and be entertained because it's amazing to watch these people go at it. Smash is a blast, though, especially if they got those really good announcers. It's so much fun. Well, part of it's because it's like, you know, I've played... I think most people played a fuck ton of Smash in their day. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, they can't be that good. No, yeah, they're that good. Yeah, no matter how badass you think you are at Smash, they'd sm- they'd wax the floor with you. Go take your Kirby in there and see how good you'd do. Go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of. What like... were you telling me about Dota? We were you were mentioning Dota earlier. Oh, um, they've already surpassed the um, prize pool for from the last international. So how much was last year's international? Sixteen. What was it worth? Uh, sixteen million was a, a total. Was a total prize pool five million to first. Um, how many figures is that, Jake? Is that eight? Yes. Let's see if Damn I it. can't find the um, the actual number. There it is. Uh, so it is currently sitting at sixteen point eight million dollars. Now uh, that is split up between like a hundred people, twelve people. Um, Who's getting paid here? Actually, last year was a really not a lot of people got paid. Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean the first place got five million, but I think like sixteenth got two hundred fifty thousand. Wait. wait. First place got five million dollars. Yeah, and there's a there are five player teams. Many, so I mean, if assuming that there's no cost in, associated with this, they got a million bucks each. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad for winning okay. Dota. Right, and, okay. You know, it's still got a while to go, so I think it could hit twenty. Um, that's amazing. 
It is amazing. So yeah, uh, it'll it will be the biggest, most likely. Um, let's see. So I was I was a little wrong on the the total prize from last total prize last year was eighteen point four million. Wow. On day 49 of raising funds, because a lot of this is built from, like, selling, like, you know, things and compendium levels and stuff through the game. Mm -hmm. So, International 2014 on day 49 had raised $10 million, or the total prize pool was $10 million. 2015 was $14 million. 2016, 2015 was $14 million. 2016 is $16.7 million already. Damn. Yeah, it's getting crazy. But you can tell, like, you can have all these, like, like league players coming coming in. Because, like, oh, look, those, there's so much money. So they come and try and play it. And then it's, like, up go leading up international, you get all these, like, funky-ass players. And, like, guys, we're at a 1,200 or whatever MMR. We're terrible. We're all terrible. Just it's a game. Just let's have some fun, please. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I don't have the time to be a professional, you know, Dota player. Right. Neither do you. Right. It's like, you, go away. I just want to play my game. I want to play a couple matches on a Saturday. And, you know, that's about it. Have some fun. Talk some shit. So you were mentioning that company. Um, what's that website that sells cracked codes that you G2A. got so mad about? G2A. Mm-hmm. You were selling there. You said they were selling all those um, Punch Club. Did you see that article that came out? Yeah, about how they're trying to like come up with a new sue. solution. Yeah, like Zoom or whatever. Like you better fucking tell us how you got that those codes. Well, and what? How the, I was reading an article. They I didn't get to finish all of it, but what they're saying is what happens, and they've been able to track some of this. Is what happens is people will steal credit cards and buy keys with the stolen credit cards then sell them to G2A. Ah. Or they'll buy just like a crap ton of Humble Bundles, like a thousand of them or ten thousand of them, and then sell them to G2A for a profit. And since you know, it's, that's a way to get money out of the stolen credit cards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, even yeah. if you're getting like, a, you know, dimes on your or pennies on your dollar, you're doing okay still. Right, well, because you're you have zero dollars. You invested, yes. you just have a stolen credit card. And so, right. but G2A is like, you know, A, we consider everything legal until proven otherwise, which is a pretty common cop out. But uh, hopefully they get something done. Um, you know, Tiny Build's not a big publisher, but they put That's out. a lot of money they missed out on. Yeah. But if those numbers were bought somewhere else. How does that work? Like, didn't they get paid from them from the other source? Not necessarily. It depends on how they're bought and where they're bought from and all that stuff. Because, hmm. like, if you um, you buy something through the Humble right. Bundle, you don't have to give anything to developers. And so if you buy, you know, a million dollars worth of Humble Bundles and then can move all the keys... Right. Um... But yeah, they're saying they, they missed out on half a million dollars just, you know, on three games. That, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. Especially for a company that small. And 
you know, it's very great market and all that stuff. And we could get into like morality and legality. You know, G2A is basically going, we don't care where the money is from. And they don't have any, well, I don't know where they're based. So I don't know all the laws, but in the U.S., they don't, I think they would actually have, I don't know how the money flow issue works. Like, you know, if someone gives you, you know, if you go into Best Buy and buy something for $1,000, they don't care if that $1,000 came from, you know, selling crack or whatever. You know, so there, there's, a, there's a gap in responsibility there, which I don't think can ever truly be closed. Unless you can, unless there's just an easy way to link that this money e- obviously came from this robbery or whatever. Yeah, right, of course. But otherwise, <laughs> fuck that. You know, I'm okay with how it's played out for him. I mean, sorry to tiny builds, but there's a price of doing big business. Yeah, I just, that's a bummer. It's a bummer. That's the way to describe it. Especially because I don't condone it, but this is why this is why DRM is so bad. You know, that's right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a huge deal, but it's an interesting thing to follow if you like following, you know, more diverse stories in in gaming besides just like gaming stuff. I don't know. Sorry, my brain is all right. (laughs) No big deal. Um. Let's just, we're coming, I mean, we're not close to an hour, but we're not far away from it either. I wanted to get to the Hillary thing. Okay, let's do it. I wanted to at least mention it. Uh, so the FBI says that they're not going to recommend it, they're not going to recommend to the Attorney General or whoever the hell. The Attorney General to press, press charges. charges. Even though they did it, say she, even, yeah. even though she did break statutes. Yeah, in the same breath, he goes on to say that even though she should be, <laughs> right, right, we're not going to recommend she she is, but we're going to recommend. I mean, we're going to admit that she should be. Like she did break tons, like thirty eight chains with thousands of emails in them that have classified information that she knew it was classified, and then uh, plenty of examples where she lied under oath, right? And, well, and all of that's like the other stuff. Well, actually, she really didn't. She never really lied under oath. The thing that is interesting about this email case is at best Hillary has lied to the American people for a year and a half because everything she's ever said about this about her server the FBI said was a lie that she you yeah, okay. wanted to do so maybe one, not by oath but like she was under oath like by the American people right <laughs> we were judging um, we were judging uh, we were you know and the other one of the other things is they said is that they believed the um it had been penetrated by hostile actors but mm-hmm. they couldn't prove it and that's one reason why they couldn't recommend charges is they were pretty certain it had been but they couldn't prove that it had been <sighs> and you know the most annoying part about this whole bullshit hmm. is those fucking liberals telling me that i well She's not going to be charged with anything, so we shouldn't even talk about it anymore. It shouldn't even be a topic. It shouldn't be an issue for her after deal with in her campaign. She shouldn't have. Okay, so she's not going to go to fucking jail with it, but she can fucking answer to it in the court of you know public opinion. Well, and it's right? not like the idea she, that we just to fucking ignore that. It shouldn't be a. It shouldn't even be an issue. 
Well, right, and, the FBI goes, eh, she broke a whole bunch of laws, like that, that, that her husband didn't meet with the director of the FBI or the attorney general or whoever the fuck he met with over the weekend for four hours, or she didn't have a meeting with three of the most important people in the FBI, like, two days before this ruling comes out. Like, what the fuck? Like, we're, that can't be a conversation. No, well, no, no, no. Let's just sweep it under the rug because you, this is my guy, and I want them to be president. Or if girl. you look at, like, what the FBI director said, he might not, they, she might not be getting charged, but I think it obviously disqualifies her from being president. I mean, not in a legal sense, but in a, you don't deserve this job. So those liberals that want to, you know, want her to be president, they don't want to talk about it then because that's the thing, you know, like she shouldn't be, this disqualifies her to be president. So let's just not talk about it. Right. Because we're more worried about the other guy winning than we are about our guy. It's like, fuck you, man. Go vote for Gary Johnson. Why don't you spend all this effort that you're spending getting this fucking crooked Hillary person is going to maybe give you a tax break and some fucking percentage off your savings loan, some bullshit, and, and vote for something. Wow. I'm, all right. I'm officially mad. Okay, so this is – and so everyone's like, oh, you know, you, the FBI did their job or whatever. And like, well, let's not forget Hillary's got one of the best legal teams working for her. So – this is a quote from from the director. I'm reading it verbatim. The law the lawyers doing the sorting of the secretary of for Secretary Clinton in twenty fourteen did not individually read the content of all her emails as we did for those available to us. Instead they replied relied on header information and used search terms to try and find all work related emails among the reportedly more than sixty thousand so of this more than 60,000, only 30,000 got given to the FBI. And they use search terms and header information to cull personal information. So there's no telling what they actually culled and deleted. They, they he even talks about how they did delete, inappropriately deleted some emails. Um, it is highly likely their search terms missed some work-related emails that we later and we later found them for example in the mailbox of other officials or in the slack space of the server now this this next part right here just turns my stomach it is also likely that there are other work-related emails that did not per that they did not produce to state and that we did not find elsewhere and that are now gone because they deleted all emails they did not return to state and the lawyers cleaned their devices in such a way to preclude complete forensic recovery not only did they delete everything they made their hard drives in such a way that the fbi could not recover anything and the fbi is pretty good at that shit have you ever done it like use dan's boot nuke just to see how long to see what it takes to to fill your hard drive to such a case the fbi can't do it because it has a setting for it no i haven't it takes like six hours for 250 gigs Wow. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, no, they wanted to delete it because she was gonna go to fucking jail, right? Was... And she and you want her to be your president? Fuck off! Well, I mean, that's so annoying. That's well, such the thing is, is even she's if she's clearly a criminal, she's clearly an asshole. She's clearly a cunt. She doesn't need to be your next president. This is <laughs> bullshit. It's not like it wouldn't even matter because it really sounded like it was just gonna be a misdemeanor offense, but a misdemeanor would have destroyed her for president. Like, even if it's just a misdemeanor, like, you know, fine 100 hours of community service, that destroys her for being president. 
But she, you know, there, there's just so much in this. If you haven't, if you, ha- if anyone out there has not read it or listened to it, go read it. Don't rely on anyone else to tell you what happened. Go listen to the the press conference. It's 15 minutes. Because I've already read the stories where they're spinning it. I'm like, that's not what he said. Like, mm-hmm. I've already read it in, like, The Verge where they're spinning it. And they're like, oh, it's not so bad. I'm like, no, that's not what he said. He said, you know, uh, all sorts of stuff about how terrible they treated, um, you know, this inf- this top secret information. Yeah, she's a criminal. She should go to jail. She shouldn't be our president. Even if she shouldn't go to jail because she's got connections and money, which is a fine freedom of speech or some bullshit. Still, you can't be my fucking president. Make me mad. Ugh. So, tell me about the uh, basketball. Is that shit important to anybody? Uh, Does I anybody mean, out there actually care? Probably Hashtag, not. Hashtag, I mean, what is basketball? I mean, it matters in Oklahoma City. And hashtag, was a- raise, hashtag raise the ring. Uh, hoop, loop, whatever the fuck that bitch is called. <laughs> you, they, hashtag it was- it's shorter players. ESPN did a good job, though, because, okay, so Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State. He was a free agent. You know, he could, but we hate Golden State and blah, 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 you know, sports stuff. And ESPN made this really good video of there's this uh, impersonate yeah, guy who does, like, impersonations uh, of people. And so he read Kevin Durant's, um, go like, goodbye letter as Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and then in the background, it's all like all the uh, like Instagram videos and stuff of people burning their Durant jerseys. <laughs> it was pretty fucking funny. Uh, but I mean, it, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt Oklahoma city. I mean, it makes the warriors a fucking golden team too, huh? Yeah. They're going to be excellent next year. Oh, they it, were assuming, well, assuming that it wasn't a fluke. Yeah, but even better. Well, but the year before last, they won the NBA title, so it wasn't a fluke. There you go, then. Uh, the only thing, like, when it comes to sports, like, and especially in this uh, environment, is, like, when the Heat kind of pulled this off, they were, uh, they got a lot of really, really cheap veterans to come play for them to fill out their mm-hmm. bench. Warriors can't afford anybody. And so unless they get some really cheap people, there's going to be like seven people on that team, which is really hard to do for 82 games plus playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's our sports talk. Now let's talk about robots. Um, Oh, yes. The auto, that Tesla, did you see? I saw that someone... We're going to be the... You're going to be able to take our podcast over the next 20 years and put snippets together of the robots taking over. We're going to make that montage perfectly. We talked uh, about the Russia robots, and now we're talking about the first robot homicide. So <laughs> I killed him. I bet that motherfucker was an asshole and couldn't drive for shit. I bet he talked shit to his car all the time. It was like, please take a left. You know, like, you know, your, your destination is all right. He's like, fuck you. He's one of those guys who talks all racist to uh, his car. Apparently, he had already... YouTubed himself almost crashing once. And so I don't know. I haven't had a chance to really look at it. What do you know? Do you know much about the story, or is it just the headline? I know what I know what Tesla explained. Okay. So they're um the they, video they like call the it black, human error, right? Well, 
their get out of jail card on this is that you're supposed to be in control of your card at all times. That it is a public beta and it is in no way meant to have any responsibility over actually driving the car. You're supposed to have your feet on the pedals and your hands on the wheel, right? But the car is supposed to do all the work for you. Um, the video shows, our Tesla says, that the video shows that he was driving towards the sun at a high rate of speed on cruise control and allowing the car to drive and that the car ran up on an um, 18-wheeler that the car didn't see, like with the cameras that it uses to drive, nor did he see it and stop it either. So he was either not paying attention like he should have been or he didn't see it just as bad as the cameras didn't see it on the car. Right. And then everybody's like, well, what about the sonar? Well, the position of the trailer and the, um, the Tesla, it uses a sonar. It disregards a certain height and size because it doesn't want to have... Uh, like uh, overpasses and stuff? Right. Or, or big street signs, like highway signs that tell mm -hmm. you what, you know, this is your exit. It doesn't want to have false stops on those signs. So the sonar saw the truck but disregarded it as a sign. And he drove underneath an 18-wheeler at speed. So if you know anything about the size of a Tesla and the size of an 18-wheeler trailer, like, you fit perfectly for your head to come off, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to fix that. Uh, yeah, they're going to have to fix it. But, I mean, it is a public beta. They weren't meant to. But, yeah, this is a setback to the, you know. But they have drove way more miles than a human drives without wrecking, like, collectively. Like, like their first homicide compared to how many miles they drove, compared to how many miles humans drive for their homicides. It's, it's been up like double or something. Right. So even if we let it out on the road like it is, it's still twice as safe. Well, I mean, I know these are open road miles, but I'm sure they don't put them in all the conditions. You know, do they take them out in terrible weather? Can, you know, because humans have a lot of homicides on the road because we do really stupid shit like drive in the snow or... That's true. Yes. I don't know. I have no idea. I would assume that a robot could do it almost, they can almost always do it better. I mean, there's certain situations where I think humans can handle it, but almost always what I, like, would you trust your airplane to land by, take off and land by itself? Probably. Like, probably. I, I mean, I wouldn't take mind off, having... yes. Land, land in bad weather, no. Yeah, probably not. I think there's something... But the fact that we trust humans to do it is kind of retarded, too. You know what I yeah, mean? That's insane. We have such... I mean, I, I have great respect for what humans can actually do. The, the ability to, to control things and just feel things, you know, like... It's true. I don't know, like... I have the touch. I know what you're talking about. I know, I know what you're... Especially, we both especially when you're in a car. Like, when you're in, in your car that you know inside and out, you feel something shimmies just a little bit off once. I'm telling you, you man, know the, it precursor, the precursor virus is already out. This wasn't an accident. That motherfucker saw it and knew it was a truck and killed that dude. I'm telling you, that guy was an asshole. The robots were taking over. Did you read that book? I, I Anybody got... who's listening from now on needs to know that we're going into the spoiler version of the podcast. We've been talking about it for a fucking month. We've had a chance to read the book, Robopocalypse. So if you don't... Like, the podcast is essentially over. After this, we're going to call it. So we're going to talk about this book. And if you haven't read this book, you can kill it and come back later. Or you can fuck off. I don't give a shit. But for the people who did read it and want to listen to this, like we're going to, have to talk about Robopocalypse with the spoilers. So anyway, okay, I uh, I got a ways into it, but I didn't have a chance to finish it. I tried. What did you think of the first conversation between the smart guy, uh, the the scientist who creates Archimedes, uh, Archimedes, and um, Arcos? 
Arcos. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, it was terrible. It, it was interesting because you know, I think, I think he gave the the robot good advice, or the the intelligence. Like, look, you know, humans, humans are going to fight back. You think you're smarter than us, and you probably are, but we we're have a way to survive. Yeah, we're not the creature we think we are. Right. Right. I think the robot knew that. So what I'm going to propose, right? So, mm-hmm. so what essentially happens, we're just going to give a brief overview of the whole book. A guy creates a robot, I mean, creates an artificial intelligence, and it escapes from its cage. When it escapes from its cage, it spends the next, like, six months building itself a safe fortress up in uh, Alaska. While it's building its fortress in Alaska, it starts moving in small like parts of its plans, right? So it has one of the big happies go rogue and like try to kill a guy and it succeeds in killing one of them, but not the other guy, which that guy is an important character later on. Mm-hmm. Um, does stuff with like airplanes and... It does some stuff with airplanes. It does some stuff with a, a peacekeeping robot in the Middle East using a gun. Like, you know, they're not, they've never used right. a gun. They've programmed to use guns. It kills himself. Um, I... So, it does all of this stuff. Uh, there's that situation with the robot, the guy who, um, who can create robots. He's in love with his love doll. It's a robot, right. artificial intelligence mm-hmm. love doll. Okay. So, that all happens, and then the AI takes over, um, decides that it's going to kill all of human life because humans are a danger to life itself. Right? Like, the robot considers life the greatest thing in the universe, right? It's such a precious thing that it has to be protected and studied and understood. And it is such a complicated thing that even though Arcos is this smart, he doesn't understand it. Even at the end of the book, he still was studying life, right? So once he starts, he takes over all of the airplanes, all of the uh, automated cars, all of the power, water, electricity, communications. He takes all of that down or uses it for himself and excludes us from using it. Uh, All of the robots go rogue. All of the cars, everything starts killing humans. But uh, that happens. There's a resistance that comes out out of that. Like there's a bunch of humans that band together inside the cities or move to the country where the robots aren't fitted to walk and get to yet, so they've got some time to build up some defenses then. And then some things happen. Some heroes sacrifice themselves to get communications working get lucky with some communications and some errors that the robot makes. Um, the robot's combining pieces with uh, humans to make like more efficient workers for the robots. But one of them escapes, and he escapes with the robot's eyes. So it can't see like the real world, but it can see the robot. Like It can see electricity. It can see like other robots. It can see how things work. And it's also connected. It's a little girl. She's also connected to the, uh, the network that the robot uses to control all the other robots. So she's the hacker. So she does a lot of stuff that helps the human resistance. Once communications are reestablished, she can go throughout the network and like connect people. They organize an attack on Alaska and... Almost fail, but essentially succeed at the end. Like a few people make it through and they destroy Arcos. Right before Arcos is destroyed. Oh, the other part that happens is that all of the humanoid robots, like the peacekeeping robots, the robots that were designed to help, like the elderly or the rich people, like servant robots, anything that looks like a human, a humanoid robot, Arcos gives the spark of life, like a 
there's uh, there's I haven't read the second book yet because that's going to be a month from now. You're y'all are going to get another chance to read the second book, and we're going to talk about it. But Arcos gives a spark of life to all humanoid robots, where they have an independent consciousness of their own. Now, they, he didn't make them as intelligent as he is, or the ability to be as intelligent. They're like kind of confused, like humans are. But they are essentially individuals who are alive, right? He creates those. Those have to those have to form with humans an alliance to destroy Arcos. There is no way for humans to get to Arcos to destroy him. The radiation where Arcos built his lair is inside the sphere crater that was created when we put a nuke. We we drilled a nuke like a half a mile down during the the sixties. We're testing nuclear bombs. We went into Alaska, drew to, drilled a half a mile down, and set off a nuke, which created like a five hundred square foot perfectly sphere, you know, of glass. Well, he builds it in there, and it's just, you can imagine the amount of radiation that's in there. Right. So the robot has to go down to, to destroy Arcos. And the robot has to make a personal choice and has a conversation with Arcos. And the robot destroys freedom, or chooses freedom over, like, being a slave to Arcos, right? But Arcos gives him that choice. And the robot destroys Arcos. And right before Arcos is destroyed, Arcos creates a, uh, what would you call it, an earthquake? But at a certain frequency that it has information in it. So you can assume that Arcos copied himself and placed himself somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which this is all I told you, all of that. So the, hu- the robot goes down in the hole, kills Arcos after they make an alliance with the humans. Humans and robots are together, right? You have humans and robots on essentially the same intelligence level who are individuals. They're alive with their own consciousness, right? Since humans had made millions of their humanoid robots to help them throughout society, right? There's millions of robots, a whole new society, right? So Arcos is destroyed at the end and leaves the robots and the humans to figure it out, right? Right. But he, makes a, but he maybe potentially makes a copy. So I'm going to propose to you that, that that whole book, he is godlike. He is super smart, right? But it wasn't life, like organic life that he was worried about. It was life, like consciousness life like why is life like the spark of life why is it a thing figured it out gave it all to the humanoid robots and then allows himself to be destroyed but in a way that it requires them to unify themselves like i really do think he was that smart and i think that's what he was telling the uh engineer who creates him in the very beginning like no 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 doctor i know of course i know i'm that smart i know so well that all of this that's about to happen is on purpose and the rest of the book is not, none of that happens on accident, and none of that did the robot not know was going to happen. Like, if you view the robot as a god and then read the book, he essentially is a god. Like, and it is crazy. Like, I, I so hope the guy who wrote that book knows as much as he's talking about, right? Because if the robot doesn't want to do that, like, we're just, they call him Rob, Big Rob. If Big Rob doesn't want to be the benevolent overlord and protect us and create life, he will wipe us fucking out. Because the book does an amazing job. He kills like 5 billion people in like 45 minutes using just cars and airplanes and like guns and tanks, right? At no point does he release any of the like chemical weapons, like any of the pathogens. At no point does he use a fucking nuke. There is, he did not intend to kill us all at any point in that whole exchange. He never meant to win. He never, everything happened on purpose. He wanted to lose. If we don't get that kind of benevolent overlord robot, that book will put the fear of 
god of you into robots because you're like, oh no, you we couldn't even get close to fucking winning. And it's like, man, I don't. It's like that thing I've asked you before. Like, how can you write some write about something smarter than you are? So I'm just hoping that guy's smart enough <laughs> that wrote those books that he got that right. Otherwise, because if he's just taking a wild stab in the dark, man, I hope he's right. Like, no matter what, I hope he's right because it is coming. Like, once you've read that book, you start to realize it's everywhere. Like, oh, yeah, of clearly the robots are taking over. We are the sex organs of the machine world. Like, no doubt about it, 100%. And it's not that far away. <laughs> ah, it's so scary. <laughs> ah. Anything you want to say about that? What do you think? Uh, it's, I mean, where I am so far is he just killed Lurker. Oh. And he's like, you shouldn't have found him. I fell in love me. with Lurker. <laughs> yeah, he says that shit, but he, of course Lurker should have found him because there was no other way for the book to work out. Right, but it's just, you know, how, and it's also interesting how, okay, um, knowing what I know about um, World War Z and the Zombie Survival Guide because uh, if you win, well, Hopefully you'll read World War Z because I think you'll like it, but it's written in a very similar style. I mean, it's almost the styles are almost identical in terms of like the group groupings of the stories and stuff. And mm -hmm. I and I know they were friends, and I found it interesting that Arcos was rewriting robot stories, like he was suppressing his influence in the world until he was ready. Oh yeah, you're talking about the precursor virus. Yeah, when he existed, but he wasn't—he hadn't announced himself yet. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All of these things were the fucking autopilot killed somebody, or the robots escaping in Russia. We're only getting the stories that Arcos wants us to hear, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, he already exists in the end. Some fucking smart-ass Asian teenager pushed a button on his iPad that happened to work. Dude, we're coming to the end. It's, all, it's coming to the end, man. We we need to buy pulse weapons. Yeah, Do those exist yet? <laughs> Get some we need them. <laughs> we need water guns. Something. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's good so far. I just haven't. Uh, well, I'll finish it. And anybody who finished it with me, welcome to the first forty-two book club. We're gonna be doing this <laughs> once a month. You were getting your fuck. We're we're doing it now, boys. We're gonna start our own and fuck Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to do whatever we want so we're doing a podcast, we're doing a book club once a month we're going to discuss a book like we just did hopefully Jacob's more involved in the next one hopefully but if not, I will pull my own weight because I love these books and I get a lot more opportunity to read them than he does I don't want to like hound on him right, yeah, but if someone wants to like start a new book club podcast with Ryan just email no. us Brooke, no? you gotta come on once a month with us on this podcast because right, we're talking about fucking books but anyway, email us at brokenjarsbroadcasting at gmail.com uh, we are a member of the Broken Jars Podcasting Network, where you can get gaming podcasts, nerd life culture podcasts, this podcast, the Dresden Files podcast, High Fantasy, which is about writing, Great Scott, which is about the American show The Office, or the off the American version of The Office, since it was a British version. The better version. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Fuck you, America. <laughs> All right, well, so we're going to call it. <laughs> it's one of those things where the uh, the British version is very, very British, and you have to really, really like that type of humor, or it's just really painful. I'd probably enjoy it. I'd, I enjoy but, what I've seen of it, but. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks again for coming out to Forty Podcast. We're on Twitter, Broken Jars Pod, Instagram, Broken Jars Broadcasting. We can see pictures of my new guinea pig because we got a new guinea pig this weekend. Uh, huh? Uh-huh. Oh. Anyway, y'all have a good night or good morning or whenever you're listening to it. I hope it's a good time. Bye. I'm just happy it's already Tuesday. <laughs> right? You know, like one day work and it's Tuesday. Oh, hey, real quick. We got like five minutes. Hang on one second. What you want to do? Want to be hackers? Cold crackers? Slackers? Wasting time with all the chat room yackers? Nine to five chilling at Hewlett Packard? Working at a desk with a dumb little blacker? Yeah, being the bills with my mad programming skills. Yeah. The frag in my heart drive for thrills. Yeah. I got me a hundred gigabytes of RAM. I never feed trolls and I don't read spam. Install the two online. Hey, hey, hey. It's my son. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, man. So he's going to come on the podcast for like just a minute. Tell him how old you are. I'm 10 now. Oh, wow. Big boy. 10 years old. <laughs> legit. He's a legit person. One zero. So, his name is Christopher Ray, and I love him very, very much. So, I just wanted to tell him happy birthday, and I wanted all, you know, 12 people that listen to us to know that. So, depending on the statue, what do you want to look at? You're between zero and, like, 1,100. Nice! <laughs> anyway. Yep. We're just chilling now. We're just music playing. We're already listening to the podcast. <sighs> Meet you and say hi so we can get a chance. Hello, YouTube. Hello, everybody. You should get closer to the mic and say hello. Hello, everybody. Ooh, that's loud. <laughs> You'll get used to it. Got plenty of time. Get used to working with the mic. I'm still working on it. I've done like 100 episodes. <laughs> right? Think of it, there's a softball right here, and you want to be within that softball. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. Dean was going to bring something up, and I completely blanked on it. Yes. Jacob bought him for me for my birthday, and then greedily bought himself a pair. Oh, these? Yeah. Hey, I did a lot of research <laughs> no, on these things. <laughs> I don't think it's green. I was like, wow, these are really good for like intersection of price and value. Your price and quality, or whatever. I, know, I have had a hard time thinking the last couple of days. <laughs> that concussion, man. I talk so much. I'm not used to talking this much, man. Yeah. Kinda love Weird Al. What? I love Weird Al. Me too. God, it was muggy as all get out here today. Like 95%. Like it felt like Houston, man. 